Accra gets busy on this frequency. 92.7, 3FM. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Hasbunallah wa neem al-wakil. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Assalamu alaikum. It's Tuesday. Welcome to Johnny's Bite. I missed you all. And Happy New Year to all of us. And while we were on holidays, three special people in my life celebrated their birthdays. Robert Tetekoman of Wembley Sports, Dr. Randiabe at Metro TV, and Mr. Kofi Otridako of 1957 Rhythms on the Runway. Happy belated birthday to all of them <clears throat> and to all who celebrated their birthday in the month of January. I missed you all. I bring you felicitations from Tamale, but first also... Uh, just to announce for your information that while I was on leave, the good Lord blessed me with a bouncy baby boy, my, myself and my beautiful, adorable wife, uh, Regina. So uh, we are happy. We are plus, plus one in terms of our family. And thanks to your prayers and all your uh, good things, uh, there's, 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 a, there's another scorecard. Uh, we see the cars that are monitoring us. We too, we are monitoring you. Good morning to all of them. But... Particularly, I'd like to um, say thank you to the overlord of Dagbon, um, Yana Abubakari II, Abubakari Muhammad II, is the Yana, the overlord of Dagbon, and also to the uh, paramount chief of the Bogu traditional area, Bona Tia Salifu II, is my paramount chief. I'm sure by now you know that while I was away, uh, went to Tomali to support uh, Chef Fila, Executive Chef Fila. I got a chieftaincy title. And the new chieftaincy title is Bona Zosimlina of the Bogo traditional area. So uh, if you didn't know, now you know. So two blessings came my way. One, a chieftaincy title. And most importantly, uh, the new addition to our family. And um, we thank God for all of those ones. And there you see the, the enskinment happening right there, right there in the palace of um, the Bogu traditional area, uh, Bona Tia Salifu II, and also draws his power from, he draws his power from the Yana Abubakar Mahama II. So this is it. Congratulations to all of us, and thank you for your prayers and support thus far. We will use this to push for the development of the people. We'll use this to enlighten the people. We will use this to encourage them to do more farming. We'll use this to encourage the children to go to school. We'll use this to encourage the girl child to focus and be like Phyla and even become bigger and greater than Phyla. We'll use this in many ways that we can positively to bring and improve the lot of the people who we have been giving this um, honor over. So thank you very much indeed. I also want to say a very, very big thank you to the delegates of the New Patriotic Party for kicking out and pushing out those um, delegates and those, um, those uh, aspirants who you think were not fit 
for purpose going into the 2024 election. There are a lot of new faces who are, have come up. And it only tells you that those ministers and the deputies and those uh, CEOs and all those who wanted to run and go, go into parliament, the people say, go and focus on your job. I was, I was beside myself when I saw in the news that PBC, which used to be in the Ghana Club 100, in fact, it used to lead the pack in Ghana Club 100, PBC, I showed you the other time before I went on leave how they had dropped further down, even on the state-owned enterprises league table. Today, their cars and their, their properties are being sold off because they owe so much and they cannot pay. Yet, as unconscionable as it can be, the CEO and the deputy had cause to want to go and aspire to become members of parliament. The job that we gave them, the scorecard they gave us is that they went to meet property. And the property had been taken over by banks and institutions, or financial institutions that they owe, people that they cannot pay. We have not even spoken about the farmers. And then they still had the, the courage to go to say that, give me your mandate so that I can go and represent you. We gave you the whole nation to manage. You couldn't manage. Now you are looking for parliamentary seats. It's good that the people kicked them out. And there are so many examples of them. People who get power and suddenly the power tricks them and gets into their head. I'm happy that they kicked them out. There are a few others who the MPP delegates couldn't kick out. Monocracy played out again. And lawyer Piakubi was again speaking about if we don't stop this monetization, it will come back to bite us and all of that. Sir, I'd rather you don't speak about these things because the last time you made such an allegation that the OSP invited you to come and give evidence so that we could nip this problem in the bud, you became a hostile witness. You did not, co you did not co cooperate with the OSP. And that is why we are where we are. That's why you continue to pay. You see that you couldn't say how much you paid. You will not be able to say how much you paid because you are all part of the problem. And somebody please whisper to the controller and accountant general that the shred of dignity that is left in him, he should pack his bags and go home. The controller and accountant general. We are supposed to be learning from our elders. He was holding on to the controller and accountant general's job and he still went into the constituency to go and aspire. The people kicked him out and rejected him. He lost by about 100 votes. The people rejected him. Will he go back to the office of the accountant general, the controller accountant general, to go and continue with work? In this country, this same administration told us that DCEs had to quit their job if they want to contest for MPship. So how is it that a whole controller and accountant general who is supposed to maintain neutrality, who is supposed to play within the civil service space, leaves his job, puts it on hold to go and contest. If you know him, please call him and tell him that he should pack himself out of that office cool um, nicely. Because the, the, there's something called integrity and dignity. Must maintain the last ones that are left. Because what, what he did, if you ask any, any demo, de, 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 de person within the democratic space, they will tell you that it wasn't indeed democratic and dignified. No, 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 no. He will have friends who will support him, who will tell him a manner of things. But I'm I have to tell you the truth. If you go there, civil society will come after you. If you go there, anti-graft people will come after you. If you go back there, people who, have, people who have something to say in this country will say 
will talk about you, and the way they will talk about you, all the work that you have done will come to naught. So if I were you, and I, you asked me for your advice, you have not asked me, but if you ask me for your advice, I'll tell you gladly, please, leave the place, go home. You have done some. Even your party people rejected you. Same way they rejected Kokonsa police. Yes, the tape that we saw, the IGP, Austin, the IGP, whatever, it was, it was on the platform of Kokonsa. Three senior police officers going to Mr. Bugri Nabu, who is a party person, to go and tell him that we don't like this IGP, let him go, because if he stays, we will lose power. What is that called in local parlance? Kokonsa. So any, if you're a policeman and you do that, you're a Kokonsa police. He was also rejected. And I'm happy that the people are waking up. And that's why there's always a pushback for programs like Johnny's Bite. There's always a pushback because they don't want the people to be enlightened. But we will continue to enlighten the people. So you give them the money, they will collect the money, they will chop the money, but they will take a decision that is conscionable because they, they know that the electionary period is just a short while. Now, mommy, rice water, yeah, yeah, rice water. Domi Kwabinya. I draw mommy, rice water, yeah, yeah, rice water. It has happened. The electorates are beginning to wake up. And it is a wake up call for our politicians to know that you cannot no longer take the people. It, it will take some time. People will still fall for the money. Show them the money being packed out of the, of the, of the, of the trunk. People will still fall for the money. But at the end of the day, it, it, at some point, it will stop. And I see that they're coming very, very soon. It's all about insulting people on social media and shouting. And some people say, oh, you are blocking people. You are deleting people. You are, you are, you are, you are, you are deleting comments. You are blocking people. You are, not, you are not tolerant. Tolerance doesn't mean that you should be stupid. Forgive my French. And democracy doesn't mean that you should be stupid so that you will accept for people to disrespect you because you want to be tolerant. People can disagree without being disagreeable. Let's go to, let's do a quick throwback, a small throwback. Show me that daily guide press cutting. While I was home, I also heard that we wanted to put on uh, introduce a new tax handle on our ECG, electricity that we consume. And TUC put it straight that we are willing to give big multi, multinational companies tax holidays. And then our own people, we want to put a tax on their ECG. This is Nanado Dankwe Kufuado. In 2016, May 2016, he says, I will reduce killer light bills. Nana. It was one of the things that he said that won the hearts of the people. Mind you, in 1995, it was this same gentleman who led a pack of Ghanaians to go and demonstrate against VAT. Today he's in power. He's, he's increasing VAT on everything. And as Mr. McAfee said, it is not 15% as you're being told. It is actually 21% because VAT is 15%. At 2.5% of NHRL, at 2.5% of VAT, uh, 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 get fund, at 1% of COVID levy, add it, 6 plus, uh, six plus uh, 15 is what? Put that thing up, put the, put the notice up, put the nanado up. He said that when he comes, he will reduce electricity prices. 
and that somebody was in power and had increased it. If you do a comparative analysis of then and now, how much were we buying ECG for? And how much are we buying it for now? And even the thought of telling us that we will add some VAT to the ECG, how does it sound to you? How does it in any case, any way sound to you? How does it anyway sound to you? Sometimes I think that our politicians forget quickly the things, they forget quickly the things that they say to the people. Pull the letter from the finance ministry for me. <clears throat> Yesterday I saw the Honorable Abena Asarian, she's one of the MPs that I admire so much. One of the MPs that I so admire. Yesterday I saw her trying to strongly and stiffly defend the Commissioner General of the Ghana Revenue Authority. Fact, the man is a retiree. Let the retirees go and let the young grow. Maybe I'll start it again. Put it up, please, on the screen. Now, this is dated the 5th of August, 2022. 5th of August, 2022, from the Ministry of Finance. It says, Financial Clearance Contract Appointment. Please refer to the 2022 budget statement and economic policy which has been submitted and approved by Parliament for the 2022 fiscal year. Two, the Ministry of Finance wishes to inform heads of ministries, departments, and agencies, including the GRA, MDAs, and Metropolitan Municipal and District Assemblies of some expenditure policy measures. Expenditure policy measures, as outlined in the 2022 budget statement. Three, paragraph 324 of the 2022 budget statement and economic plan, uh, policy states, government has, with immediate effect, suspended the granting of approval for post-retirement contract appointments, except in cases where the skills of the retiring officer are in short supply and unavoidably needed. For, in view of this, we are unable to grant financial clearance for post-retirement contract appointment at this stage, signed by Honorable Abna Osei Asari, Deputy Minister for Finance. Play a video for me. With Sam George. Yesterday, she was busy coaching the GIA boss. Eba boss, the GIA boss is an osofo. The conscience of the nation is supposed to be the church. I am a Christian. Never mind that Christendom has allowed charlatans to enter their fronts. Never mind that Christendom has allowed people who were juju people and who are doing all manner of magic and whatever it is, suddenly when the Lord started looking for them, they switched into Christendom and today they are free and the state is watching. Like how they looked on as Katie Hammond told people that he will marshal people to beat his opponent in front of senior police officers. Let John Hughes go and say the same thing. She has suddenly forgotten that she wrote the letter that I, 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 I wrote to you. Listen, listen. Yep. Sir, at what, which year did you attain the age of 60? CJ, I'm waiting for a response. What year did you attain the age of 60? Isn't this personal, Chairman? What? I, I think it's, it's too personal. No, no. no. Chairman, if, if, if people not. think that this is personal, let me just remind this House and the finance minister, the deputy finance minister, that her boss, her boss, the finance minister,
came before the House of Parliament and informed us on behalf of His Excellency the President, President Nanado Danko Akufuado, that he was no longer going to be giving contractual extensions to people above the age of 60. Is this a public interest question? Yes, yes, no. No, Respectfully, asking us. Honorable, honorable Minister. Oh, then, uh, Mr. Chairman, if he has a question, you should go straight to the question. Honorable, but asking for honorable someone's age. Honorable Minister. So, there, there's politics without principles, and there's politics with principle. You see what the Deputy Minister is doing? It is politics without principle. I showed you a letter that she signed on behalf of the government. Today, she's asking us that, is this a public interest question? When she was signing the letter, on whose behalf was she signing the letter? Was it not on behalf of the public and to the public for the attention of the public? And if you say you are a public officer who draws salaries and allowances and all the largesse of the office, should you not be able to tell your age is public information? Don't we know how old the president is, the vice president, the chief of staff, the speaker of parliament? Don't we know how everybody is? If you go on to the, the uh, parliament's own website today, 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 and check, every MP has his age there or her age there. Abdansari's age is on, the, on, on parliament's... So what are we talking about? Were we not in this country when Domelovo, Auditor General, his age became a subject matter that went all the way to the presidency? The presidency took a decision on him, hounded him out of the office. It took the Supreme Court to tell the president that what you did was unconstitutional. If anybody does anything that is unconstitutional, it means the person did a lawless thing. And if you do a lawless thing, it means you're, you're a lawless person. That was the import of what the Supreme Court told the president. So what is Abnal Sassari talking about? What exactly is Abnal Sassari talking Has she suddenly forgotten? Let me give you one example. Go to the National Theater for me. There's a member from the National Theater. I've been telling you, and they say, when you cannot find somebody who can replace them, and don't be, give me like three minutes, when you can't find somebody who can replace them, are we suggesting that in this country, we can't find any tax expert who can fill in the shoes of Reverend Amishadai? Reverend, you are a pastor. The conscience of the nation, you are a pastor. You are an anointed man of God. At that seat, you swore on oath. I'm sure you used the Bible. And then when it came to telling the truth, you were falling and yielding to the deputy minister and saying that she had an intervention to make. Osofo. Osofo. Papa Osofo. When it came for you to speak the truth, that you pled to speak the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, you were yielding to the deputy minister, who has also suddenly forgotten that on principle, she had signed that letter on the 5th of August. Between the 5th of August and now, check how many post-retirement contracts have been given. In fact, if you go to the GRA and start digging, you find a lot of old men who are ready, who are due to go home, but they are refusing to go home. The head of customs division, is he gone past 60? I'm asking you, the one who replaced Canal Damo, is it gone past 60? I'll bring you the comprehensive list. Now, this is the National Theatre. All staff, local unions, dance, drama, theatre, main, national theatre, orchestra, whatever it is. From the Director of Administration, 24th of December 2023. Subject, extension of executive director's appointment. I'm directed by the Board of Directors of the National Theatre of Ghana to inform all staff that the executive director, Madam Amy Apia Frimpon's appointment, has been extended by His Excellency, the President of the Republic of Ghana, for two more years. 
We will not give post retirement contract is given two more years. The extension takes effect 5th October 2022. Right August, September, October. Two months after they told us they will not give us a contract extension. 5th October 2022, somebody had gotten a contract extension. And all staff members are required to take note and cooperate with the executive director. Signed, Emmanuel Agbedu. So on 5th of August, we were busy telling the whole country that because we found ourselves in a hole that we didn't chase ourselves into, that we were led into, we will refuse post-retirement contract. Here is the National Theater signed by its director of administration telling us that somebody two months right after we were giving that notice had been given a contract extension. Question I want to ask is, where is the original letter from the presidency? And is Madam Amy Apiafrimpon the only qualified person in this country to run theater? So the gentlemen and ladies at the School of Performing Arts at Legon, the people at NAFTI, nobody is qualified. Is that what they are saying? Because that's the caveat. There's nobody qualified to replace Reverend Amisha Dai. And what happened to, this is a two-year straight contract. I thought the contract was for one-year extension, and then you could extend it again. But that is the stock instead. The president is happy to keep an old people's brigade around him. That is the point. So the principle that on the 5th of August 2022, we said we're not going to give any post-retirement contract. And now we have proven that we have given and some are even working without contract and it is unconstitutional. How do you want the people to take you? This is clearly an agenda one, agenda two situation. Should the people trust you? No. The people will not trust you. Should the young people who are now languishing at home, hungry, and feeding off their pensioner and pensioner, uh, pensioners' uh, uh, parents' uh, monies, should they be happy with you? They won't be happy with you because you are interested in keeping the young people unemployed and employing your old friends and cronies. It, it, sometimes it takes board chairman to go to the presidency. That's not what Nana Fredia told us about Emi Apia, Frimpong. At the National Theater, that they went, they the board, they went to the president to tell him. And the president too suddenly forgot that he had told us that he would not give contact extension. And he gave contact extension two straight years, two months after he had told us they wouldn't do that. Are people, are these people you can trust on principle? They have no principle. I've showed you evidence. It is not my verdict, it is yours as well. Is there principle? There is no principle. Why are we still keeping old people in office when young people can rise to that occasion? When career tax people and career people at the National Theatre can also rise there. And many other places. Go ahead, name them. I'll bring you the comprehensive list. Have a good morning. Johnny's Bite. Johnny's Bite. On Sunrise.